Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Taking you up to 6.30 tonight. Grant and Danny on the fan in 30 minutes. Top of the hour right at 6. We're going to be giving away a four-pack of tickets to enjoy some of the best lacrosse in the world right here in our backyard at the St. James in Springfield. Field Yates dropped his first mock draft for ESPN. I've been waiting on his mock to come out. And he had Caleb Williams going number one to the Chicago Bears, not surprisingly. And at number two, do we have a drum roll, please, Darius? We probably have a drum roll, right? The number two overall pick, the Commanders did not trade back. They stayed put. They turned in their card. He had them taking Jaden Daniels. The dual threat sensation from LSU and the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. This is a growing sentiment, I would say. We are so far from the draft. There's still a lot to be determined. But I would say that right now it's about 50-50 on mock drafts. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Between Drake May and Jaden Daniels. Whereas mid... When would I go back to? I would say maybe mid-January it was still... Heavily leaning toward Drake May. Like 65-35. And we haven't even gotten into the Jaden Daniels running the 40 at his pro day, working out in a gym shorts and, a, you know, Under Armour tight t-shirt, the stuff where he's going to absolutely shine. So we might get to a point where the pendulum tips to more people mocking Jaden Daniels to Washington than Drake May for whatever that's worth, which is very little. I mean, the fact is, who does Adam Peters like more? Uh that might be the end-all, be-all right then and there. It might be that simple. There And there's also so much, again, this isn't just about how, how does he fit, fit with uh, with Kingsbury's offense or how does he fit with some of the other guys in the offensive staff. It's what do we want to be in two years and three years and five years? Do we want to be a team that's still sort of featuring uh, a quarterback package of, of running on, on occasion? Or do we think our highest ceiling is, you know, Drake May improvisation outside the pocket, slinging it downfield to see Herbert or Josh Allen or, or, or whatever? I the beholder stuff here. It's hard to go wrong here in, in this top three, at least at this stage. Proof will be in the pudding two, three, four years down the line as, you know, these teams are either ascending or we've got, you know, disappointment to deal with. But I just think that that intriguing, unbelievable skill set of if he was just a running quarterback that threw sometimes, kind of like an Anthony Richardson, right, where you go, someone that big, that strong, that fast, with a, with a cannon for an arm, you take a chance. See what the Colts did there, picking him in the top five. Well, he just had one of the most prolific throwing seasons in the history of football. 
<laughs> at the college level, 40 touchdowns and four interceptions to go with the 1,200-plus rushing yards, one of the great college seasons we've seen in history. There's going to be intrigue surrounding that guy. There, there are ceiling conversations that you kind of go, the last dude with a similar skill set just won a second MVP trophy. That's not too shabby, right? And it's unfair to compare the kid, but that, that's inevitable, right? So I think that if someone is saying about Jaden Daniels, like, yeah, but he's just a running quarterback, I don't like that. Mm-mm-mm. They didn't watch him. Mm-mm-mm. Either they didn't watch him or they, they just, if if you also run, then they don't want you to be the quarterback. Like, my proclivity is I want you to be a passer first. If you're also a runner, bonus points. That's... Josh Allen, you know what I'm saying? That's yes. uh, frankly Lamar when it when it's going well. Mm-hmm. Although he still misses way too much stuff down the field, and and it rears its head from time to time. But I am all for like Deshaun Watson, peak of his powers. Yep. I like being in the pocket making throws. I can also make plays with my feet. The difference between being a dual threat who's a passer first and just kind of a athlete second. Versus I pull the ball down, I leave clean pockets. Like what I saw when I watched Johnny Manziel coming out of college. And I said, hell no, not up in here. That was beyond even just the fact sure, that sure, sure. he was the biggest headache. The buffoonery, the yeah, not even that. But you're right. I mean, the guy threw for 3,800 yards, 40 touchdowns, and four picks. Now, you can find things about Jaden Daniels that are concerns. You can pick nits just like you can with Caleb Williams, just like you can with Drake May. If you want to tell me... Yes, he threw 40 touchdowns and four picks. But statistically, nobody threw to more open receivers 20-plus yards downfield. That is a statistical fact that's been brought up and measured and determined about the season he had. If you want to say that you're a little worried, just like people were about Fields or Mac Jones or whoever else, Mm -hmm. because they were at a school where there was so much talent around them, there are two legitimate first-round wide receivers that start on the outside on each side of the formation. At LSU. So, like, you you could bring some of those things up. You could talk about the fact that Jaden Daniels basically had one year like last year. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody cared about that with Joe Burrow, it didn't seem like. I know that was a factor. People brought it up. They you know the people that were um, nervous or anxious about him would say he could have been a one-hit wonder. But we don't talk about, like, the three years at Arizona State or, or his final year there when he had 10 touchdowns and 10 picks. We talk about the finished product. Yeah, because the most recent sample is the best sample. So exactly. If, and we if, should, by the yeah, way. Yeah, if his best year was three years ago, you're going, uh-oh. It's not. We we got we ascended to this point. Yeah, it sounds like I'm trying to knock him. I'm not at all. My Sack totals, is, I think, are concerning. There's for some. been one amazing season. That's what I care about. It was last season. It's the one that I'm now using to forecast out. Yep. We use the analogy all the time of a baseball scout who goes, and I saw 96, and I saw a breaking ball. I'll pack up my gear. Mm-hmm. I'll go home. I'll call my GM on the way home. The reports are good. Draft that guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't need. I don't need him to be great every start. Right. What we can. I see the skill set with Jaden Daniels. I go. We can work with that. So you're, you're going to have plenty of people that want him for for that reason. But here's what I wanted to do with yet another important mock suggesting Jaden Daniels goes two to Washington. I want to know from people what about Daniels as a prospect do you get the most excited about and are you the most fired up for? And what are you the most nervous about? Specific to if they were going to take him, like why do you know he's going to be great? And then why do you go, I think this guy is going to have a real hard transition and this is going to potentially go badly. So what are those extremes? 
800-636-1067. To me, it's that playmaking gene. Now, Caleb Williams has it, and it manifests itself in, in a lot more passes as he's extending plays and throwing across his body and things like that. But to me, games are won and lost on those things. On the Pat Mahomes scrambling uh, on you know third and seven to get your first down. On Lamar Jackson avoiding seven sacks on, on a fourth and seven and, and finding a receiver. Those special things are what I'm so excited about with Daniels. I value that playmaking gene to the nth degree. I think that's where games are won and lost. The every day down or every play, if you have 75 snaps in a game, 72 of them, most quarterbacks are going to execute fairly similarly, right? Drop back, pat the football once, throw to your first, second receiver, whatever. It's those special plays that win games on seemingly a weekly basis, especially when you get up against really, really good teams. That's the thing I covet the most, and he's got it. The rushing totals, some of those second-order uh, you know, type throws where the first few things weren't there. Now a receiver breaks deep because he's now escaped the pocket. He can throw it 70 yards in the air. That playmaking thing is what excites me the most. So for me, it's just that you have to defend 11-on-11. 11 11. Because of the running, yeah. It's, it's what we had in this town in 2012 with Griffin. You'll remember the run he ripped off against the Vikings, 70-plus yards yep. to the crib. There's only a few guys like this in the league. Lamar Jackson's one. But he can score on any play. I think Anthony Richardson, when he's healthy with the Colts, could be this guy. It harkens back to high school football in a way. The best athletes playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if that guy gets through that first level of defense, he's gone. It's over. And I think you've got that in Jaden Daniels. I think you have that type of electric athlete. But just the headache he's going to cause, coordinators defensively, the problems he's going to present in terms of keeping him in the pocket, it's petrifying for de- defensive staffs. Yep, That's something worth coveting. What I worry about is when you dive into some of the metrics on leaving clean pockets or turning pressures into sacks, some of the stuff now that we look back on with Sam Howell and we go, oh, well, we should have seen that mm-hmm. he's a, a sack magnet. He was in college. Jaden Daniels was not Sam Howell level bad at that, but it is not a strength. And in fact, it's been something of a weakness. So first thing I'll point to, if you look at scramble percentage on non-pressure dropbacks, so what are we talking about? You've dropped back. There's no one around you. You just get to stand there, pat the football, make a read, throw the football. How often do you run? How often do you pull the ball down, go away from design, and just go try to pick up yards with your feet? The only guy who has left a clean pocket more among high draft picks over the last several years is Justin Fields in college, 9.1%. Jaden Daniels, 7.2% of the time. Clean pocket leaves. Richardson was only 5%. Bryce Young, 5%. Rattler, 4%. Bo Nix, 2.6%. Caleb Williams, think about what you see when you watch his highlights. 2.6% of the time. Wow, that number surprises me. C.J. Stroud, who didn't run at all, 2.5. Trevor Lawrence, 1.1. Michael Penix wants nothing to do with leaving the pocket. 0.7% of the time. Clean pocket, he scrambles. Jaden Daniels, only surpassed by Justin Fields. This is my own little, you've known I've cared about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like It's a metric with dual threat QBs that I really do track and follow. But this one's important to me. 
I don't love that he's with Fields and not with some of those other guys in that category. That's a smart one. To me, it's just the frame. I my remember this past offseason when nobody was offering Lamar Jackson a, a contract and it was nobody really seemed interested. And we were talking about like what the market value was or whether they should sign for, et cetera. And again, he, he won the MVP this year, so it obviously worked out for him. But I'm I'm sitting there going, the only reason I wouldn't commit huge money to Lamar Jackson, or I'd be I'd be hesitant to do it, is because he's missed so much time. That the the frame is so slight that down the stretch he's either worn down or November, December, he hadn't been available for the Ravens uh for a couple postseason runs. Now, this year he was, played great, won the MVP, and I guess that's all she wrote. But that's my fear with Daniels, is that he's so slight. He's 6'4", listed at 210. I don't know if he is 210. Maybe he could bulk up to, to that point, and maybe he can add to that frame, but you don't want him to lose what makes him special. I just worry about you know, how, how much of a target he is in terms of being able to get hit, and that's what scares me about him more than anything else. Here's the other one. Pressure to sack percentage. This was the stat we we went back to constantly with Sam Howell. Howell, yeah. So how often do you turn a pressure into a sack? Pressure percentage can be on the quarterback. It can also be on the O-line. It can be on the tight end. It it can be on the plan, the scheme, you know, not having enough to block, whatever. But that doesn't mean you have to turn a pressure into a sack. You can get the ball out. You can throw an incompletion. You can do a lot of different things. Jaden Daniels turned 25% of pressures into sacks. Michael Penix is at like 3%, something crazy like that. You know, uh, Drake May, Caleb Williams are somewhere around 10%. I'm looking at a graph, so I don't have the exact numbers. But Jaden Daniels is at 25%. The guys that are in his category for pressure to sack percentage, Sam Howell was a little bit worse. Desmond Ritter was a little bit worse. Will Levis, a little bit worse. That's the group. You know, it's it's the guys that took a lot of sacks in college. He was not very good at avoiding pressures becoming sacks. So that is an area as well where I worry. But the skill set's unbelievable. What makes you think he's going to be a star? What makes you nervous about Jaden Daniels as a potential number two overall pick? Washington going Heisman at two for the second time in 12 years. G&D on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.